if we talk about your goal is to find a job, I, I should warn you guys that don't look at my portfolio. Okay. <laughs> uh, You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hi, everyone. This is Maria JD. I'm your host at Art Heroes Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. And today I'm meeting Maria Panfilova. She lives and she was born in Moscow, but Maria's client expertise is very, very diverse and international. She's worked with Access Studios, Blur Studio, Sideshow Collectibles, and many, many, many more. And today's conversation will be specifically useful for you if you're right in the beginning of your journey, because Maria describes her roadmap to starting as a character artist, as a three artist in general. So hope you guys make the most out of this. Let's get started. Okay, we're live now. Uh, welcome, Maria Panfilova, to Art Heroes Podcast. Woo! <laughs> Thanks so much, Maria, for coming on the show. Uh, such a pleasure to have you. And um, like, thank you for having me. Oh, come on, like seriously, actually. Uh, your name has been has been popping up on uh, requests from uh, other people who actually listen to our podcast, and uh, um, many of our listeners requested to have you. So you know, I'm just you know, serving serving the audience and uh, doing what everybody asked for. So guys, you asked. Here's Maria. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't I don't have a lot in English. Like I what i have on the internet uh, interviews is more in russia so it's a good opportunity to talk with people in english yeah 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 yeah. well and you know let's let's just like do exactly that thing so maria uh for the start uh, do you mind just introducing yourself and uh, uh quickly uh talking about what you do now professionally uh what's what are the projects that keep you mm-hmm. busy if you can you know Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a 3D character artist. I'm working in game dev industry, also animation industry, and also a little bit of collectibles. And I'm I'm a freelancer, so I I can switch between projects. And um, I started in animation industry in Moscow studio. It was uh, 2012. Uh, then I switched to game dev studio and work for a year in the game dev. And then I switched to freelance. And now trying to do all of that. And uh, um, basically now you're freelancing in between collectibles and character art in other like sub niches. Yeah, it it depends what project is offered and uh, what projects I like. It can be some projects are going to one month, some projects two months. So the average around two months that I do. Some of them were quite long. when I was freelancing in one case, I, in one case I worked for nine months. 
into one project. It was game project. So at that time, I I was I I told everyone that I am a game dev artist because I worked in games for nine months. But then I switched to again to another project. And this project uh, nine months it was closed. So it wasn't oh. released. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so uh, what made you change from working in the studio to going freelance? Because you know, like, I really want to, um, yeah, explore this a little bit. Like, and do you now prefer freelancing? Russia have quite specific situation. Comparing to US, it's hard to compare. Uh, because our what we have in studios is, uh, industry, is Russian industry. So Russian movies, Russian games. And we have also outsource studios. It's another topic that do work for everyone within the world. Um, but you you kind of limited if you decide to stay in Russia. Uh, you limited what studios you have uh, in Moscow. And if you want to have more uh, choice, uh, then freelance is the way to go. Very so, interesting. So basically you're saying that... One question that... is choice. Another question is money. So the salary is uh, in Russia is lower than what clients can uh, pay you as a freelancer if you work for everyone in the world. You have bigger market. And I, I think typically many, many, many people go into freelance at some point if they keep working in Russia and don't go anywhere. And many people go this way. I see. Very interesting. But you still started as a studio artist, right? Yes. And I recommend to, like, it's, I think it's a very good way to go to learn from a studio, to start from a studio. It's, it was a great experience to, to learn everything I know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, did you actually go to art school or um, where did you get your, uh, like the basic knowledge uh, so when i decided uh, that i go into 3d so it's this is my field and i want to do that i was uh, 20 years old and i was studying at university as a psychologist and i uh -oh. had this de decision <laughs> <laughs> and before that i had a hobby in like 12 years old i uh, learned um, building websites and uh, doing flash animation and it was at that time it was very trendy things that everyone was uh, anyone who wanted to do something creative many people did websites and uh, flash animations was also the thing because the video wasn't was too heavy for the internet and some entertaining stuff was in flash and do you know what flash is yes I'm like, you know, I guess I'm... younger generation may not know, but it's like a cartoon movie, a little cartoon movies uh, that you can do. And uh, even if you're a very beginner, you can still play with it. And uh, that was a thing at the time. Uh, but it was a hobby and I didn't take it seriously. And when I decided uh, who I will be studying at the university, art wasn't a thing to to, uh, to think about so I went to psychology and in the middle of uh, learning you really need to think what you do in future and I get back to my past hobby as um, animation and uh, computer graphics and a little bit of photoshop and I just uh, figure out that 3d is a thing that I didn't try it was intimate very intimidating for people 
to learn 3D because people knew 3DS that this program exists, 3DS Max. But yeah. when you enter when when you enter the program, you see all menus and it's all like everything is so complicated. And the yeah, I agree. People, yeah, when you just yeah. open it, it's like overwhelming when you have no previous experience. Yeah, and the, the majority of people just open it, close, and remove the program. <laughs> exactly. And so sometimes they get back, like, uh, let's try one more time. <laughs> and uh, with me, I, I was a little bit intimidated, but uh, when I think about m more serious about it, like, I researched a little, and I found out that actually uh, it was 2010, there was already tutorials and very good quality tutorials and when i discovered uh, tutorials on how uh, on learning maya uh, i realized that it's really if if you just follow the tutorials it's really easy and i i was surprised how good how these tutorials are good quality that you can just follow them and it's like it's not even researching if you're just following what instructing telling you to do and you are not lost yeah you know what to do you just follow the tutorial and you repeat after the instructor and uh, it was a new thing at the time because there was schools but you have to pay for schools uh, uh big money uh, like for one semester is uh, like a whole bunch of money yeah uh, there was books, but books are really hard to follow. If you ever try learn a software with book, you just you know I was just thinking exactly about that. That my experience was learning Photoshop with a book. You know, like I uh, I did the same thing. <laughs> it was it was actually that was not that hard because it was definitely easier than trying to sort it out by yourself without a book. But it was not that intuitive anyway. But it was yeah better. you need to you need to do the whole job of looking at the page and looking yeah. back and find the number find the menu and if the book is about older software you're in trouble because you cannot find the menu that you were, you was referenced to and yeah it's it's the whole the whole problem and tutorials are much more easy and i i just from this discovering discoveries that I can learn by tutorials. I just switched from one to another and one by one. And yeah, so the starting point was like very fun. And uh, I was studying at the time, so I had free time to do that. Perfect. So basically you studied the software and uh, uh, just by yourself and then went to find your first job? I found my first job in one and a half year after I did that. It was animation studio in Moscow. And what I also want to add about studios in Russia, uh, like I already, I mentioned before that in Russia people try to go freelance because it's more, more choice and it's in many ways it's better. And also many people try to go abroad and work abroad and i think in studios in moscow there's a very good environment for beginners because they're in demand uh, to find new new people because 
more experienced people go away. I, I'm not sure if it's the same now because it's many years past and maybe the niche is more busy than it was before. But what I saw back then, like big demand for people who do stuff. Yeah, I also guess uh, if you're serious about your own artistic career and if you want to learn, you will definitely be in demand in the, in the, in the studio because not everybody's um, like there are a bunch of artists, but uh, not everybody is a really, really good artist. So, you know, kind of. A, yeah, and, uh, game, game dev studio and uh, animation also films and advertisement. It's a, it's a quite big field and there's a lot of job. There's, uh, and there's more and more people now who get into that. And the amount of job is also growing. One thing that I wanted to ask you is, uh, um, goes about your portfolio because i know that you always say that you you like that artists especially beginner artists should not look at your portfolio and think that it's something they need to build to get a job so yeah how does it like it, can you explain a little bit more uh if we talk about your goal is to find a job I, I should warn you guys that don't look at my portfolio. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, because what I post in ArtStation is what I do in my free time. And I already have a job. And uh, uh, when you do personal works, you have a choice what what you want to do. I, is it you're doing completely for your yourself what you want to do? Or you do it um, for finding a client and you try to adapt to the client's needs. For for example, I want to go to some game dev studio. That's why I do some game character we, in real time. I put it in the engine. I do all the optimization and I prove that I can do character in a good quality. And this is way how you can do your portfolio portfolio another way you just have your software zbrush and any software that you have and know and you you want to self-express and uh, you experiment and you're not uh, put borders to what you where you can go and that's actually what i did most of the time when i do personal work and uh, so the models don't have usually they don't have proper topology for animations. Uh, they don't have uh, all the clear pipelines that usually needed in studios. Uh, they usually have poses and game game dev studios, animations, so they, they need straight character and T-pose. So yeah, I'm not following the request in my portfolio. I'm not following the requests that clients need, but I do it only because I, I have a job. And I can do that. And if if your if your goal is to have a job, the focus is a bit different. You you need to get a job, so you need to do you need to prove your employer that you can do all this stuff, all technical stuff. Interesting. So are you saying that the goal will be different for an artist who is looking for a job versus for an artist who is looking for a freelance project? Because if you're looking for a freelance project and not necessarily a job... Uh, no, I, can... I wouldn't say that. Really? I, uh, freelance and job is 
similar. Uh, like you need to prove clients that you can do that. And to do, to do that, uh, of course, if, you're, if you have a lot of offers from clients, it's like you, since, since that time, you have some freedom that you can do whatever, whatever you want and it will be fine. Uh, but if you have lack of clients, it's better to, f to focus on that. When I started working in my portfolio, I had, I had things that look, uh, look perf uh, at the time when I started, I didn't do ca characters at all. I, I think it's Im important to mention. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my portfolio wasn't about characters and it was, it make things easier to me uh, because it's easier to learn how to do helmets, how to do uh, houses, uh, how to do uh, some hard surface objects and do it in a professional look. Mm -hmm. it's, it's easier than characters. And so my, my portfolio was looking uh, fine because uh, let's say I, I think important is like to find the nearest goal that you can achieve quickly. Oh, cool. I think that's a great tip, actually. So you were not doing characters, you were doing like assets and environment or what was it like? Yeah, more like that. It's, it, wasn't because, it wasn't because I don't want to do characters, but I, I was motivated to do the work that will look professional and that people will say, oh, it's a good, it's a good thing. I like it. Like in a way that people notice the quality so uh when i started uh, there there was a cg hub and there was um uh, cg society is yeah. most common website but i didn't go there much instead i went to russian website and it was for a reason uh, i i will explain you sure so, yes go ahead in art station you have all the world all best people you have best of the best like everyone and in the same thing in cg help in cg society and in a russian website it it's like a pool of people quite limited pool of people only from russia and when you look at their work you 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 think okay i can do that let me try to compete with them let okay. me try to first i want to prove uh, them that i uh, they choose your work for a gallery like if your work isn't good enough they don't post it yeah if your if your work is good enough they post it and my first goal was to get into this gallery and this goal is not too hard you just need to follow the some quality plank and if you keep the quality level they approve your work and it's the first it's the first thought that i actually can do something professional it was the first feeling that i can do that in real Interesting. Yeah. So basically what you're, what you're saying is uh, uh, keep increasing your plank and keep setting goals as you achieve them. So don't kind of shoot to the stars right away, but kind of go step by step. 
Yes, I think it's very important nowadays because we have Instagrams, we have, uh, we're following all these artists who have 10 years and more of experience. We try to compare ourselves with them and it's not productive at all. It's, okay. uh, it, it makes us disappoint in what we do. And I think aiming the right goal that is close to your achievement and you see this it is close and i can do that and you do this little step then you do another step and another step and you have the rewards in the in this path because you really achieving it like i was i achieved the going to into the this gallery and it gave me the reward that i really proved to someone that i can do that and then i can go further wow I love that. Thank you for saying this. I think this is a really great, great tip that, you know, just like taking things in portions, don't try to go all the way straight, but kind of a pace uh, yourself. In, in the internet, many people uh, say, think, many uh, new uh, artists that you post something and you have no reaction like no comments and i really feel that i really feel that it can be really harsh to you that you you do your best you do the effort and you don't have a response on what you do and at the time when i was working i was in a i was in a really different situations where where people comment comment in even into the bad work but they still they still uh, gave some comments because the community is small yeah. When when the when the community is small, people are more uh, into each other. They're more um, looking more carefully or who whoever posts something. And in this big community is uh, another different environment. Mm -hmm. And for new people, like smaller community, I think is way better. Some some chats can be really good chat in discord group of friends and there's a lot of chats nowadays that you can find yeah but you know like i think the other the other thing that uh, that is very relevant from what you mentioned like the the size of, of the community but also uh, um back in the day the algorithms of uh, uh social like networks were very different and so nowadays when you post something and in most cases when it doesn't get traction right away so when people don't like share comment whatever like right away it kind of gets lost that's it you will never see this work again it will never show up you yeah. know at the time there were literally no algorithm that's exactly what i'm saying it was just like the you know like the forum thingy or 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 the chat and yeah. that's it there's no algorithm yeah. Yeah, and algorithm is a very dangerous game. Exactly. <laughs> algorithm. So I think you, you can start playing this game when you're ready, when you really think that you can beat this game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, my first uh, work that I posted to our station uh, and that it's, it's present now, so I didn't delete it. It was after around four years I was in the industry and I, I was working and I had four years of experience. So all, all I did previous to that, you don't see. Wow. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm impressed. So I was actually going to ask what happened with your previous portfolio, but now you said it. Do you actually clean it completely? 
no, the, the thing is that our station uh, appeared at some point and I didn't post anything to CJ Hub. I choose not to post because I knew that I wouldn't, I, I, I knew that I, I don't beat this game. If I post anything, it, it, it won't be good enough and people won't notice it and I knew that. And uh, so for this reason, I didn't post anything to CG Hub, but I did post to this Russian website uh, because their community is smaller, as I mentioned, and they're more uh, looking more carefully what you do. Uh, many people say a Russian community is toxic and people not only comment, but also say bad things about your work. Uh, this thing is you also should be careful about this. If you notice that people try to bring you down, you, you really should notice it and you should like make your skin thicker at one point, like try to filter the comments. It's, it's very hard to do. I still didn't learn that to do completely, uh, but also avoid, like you see the environment like that in this community, maybe avoid this community, maybe uh, go and look uh, somewhere else because there are good, there are better communities. There are worse and better and you really need to find the communities that people supporting each other and don't trying to bring you down. It's it's very common thing. Wow. So uh, small communities are good, but you should be aware of this problem of a toxic environment. Interesting. So is it true that that community that you're referring to was a little bit toxic in a way? Is it about uh, you know, being Russian? Like... <laughs> Or not. You know, in, in my case, in this website, it's called Renderu. Uh. I didn't see that really. I, I, I see that some people uh, was inadequate and uh, tell something uh, toxic. And then moderator came and tell you doing a bad thing. So they, they started a discussion with this, like people see that some person are toxic and they try to affect this toxic person and tell him that you're wrong yeah it's it's not the point and it was it was working really great that not only uh because if a toxic person says something bad and nobody reacts to that uh it looks like it's it's okay to do nobody i understand uh, yeah yeah 100 percent but then, yeah, if people kind of uh, react and and say that this is behavior that's not accepted here yeah and i think uh, when it's happening in the comments other people look at that and they adapt their behavior and they try to be more polite when okay. we, when they when they see that toxic people are not welcomed they like the community is healing by itself okay but if people not react to toxic it will spread uh, like they will see that it's a good environment to do this thing yeah I see. Well, very interesting. So, but you know, what, what would be your strategy if you see that the community is not friendly? Uh, would you just leave or like, or like, what would you do if you get all these, you know, toxic comments? I think nowadays to leave is easy because there's so many options where you can go. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it there you can go somewhere else and yeah and about 
you you ask about Russian. It's really a Russian thing. If you go to Russian forums and communities, uh, like if the uh, if European people go to Russian and know the language and read what they're talking about, they will be shocked. I think. <laughs> It's it's so uh, only because they uh, don't know language they don't see that. But, okay. Uh, so you're, are you for, saying that like being Russian is being more negative? For hundred percent, yeah. Wow, bingo. And, <laughs> be, being negative is can be a good thing, of course, because a criticism is what people telling you what you do wrong, and it really can be a good thing. People being honest and they don't filter, they do, don't sugarcoat it. And it can be very, very helpful. Uh, on the other side, uh, people do it for different reasons. Why they tell you negative. Uh, sometimes not because they want to help you. That's the problem. Sometimes they tell you negative because you want to bring you down. And okay. they may, they may uh, tell it as, I want to help you. They may say, yeah, it's, it's my tip. It's my advice to you. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> like that <laughs> like uh, forbid yeah. this profession it's not for you <laughs> like it's i i'm i'm only wishing a good for you uh and then they telling that oh my god this must be must be so so harsh especially if yes. you've been working on a project for like weeks and months and then you hear like hey here's the tip <laughs> I, i'm not sure what what uh, is uh, worse like ignoring no reaction or these uh, toxic comments. I'm not sure which one is worse. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think this, these days both are pretty bad because when your work gets completely unnoticed, that's also pretty sad. Yeah, and that's why I why I tell, telling about this because I think lots of people struggle with that. That Like I started to play this game with ArtStation only after four years of experience and professional experience and anatomy learning and a lot of stuff I did. I maybe posted it somewhere, but uh, not in a big field of people. And not, I, I didn't play it with algorithm. Yeah, at I see. Time. I see. Yeah, really interesting. Um, like, Maria, thanks for sharing all this. This is great. Like, I just wanted to um, change a little bit the topic because there are other two things that I wanted to speak about today. And one of them is uh, actually the current situation uh, because we're still recording this episode in the lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, for you, it's just like the start of the lockdown. I'm a mm -hmm. total veteran of the lockdown by today. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's going to an end at some point soon. But uh, anyway, um, I was just wondering how this affected you, how the situation affected you. Did you get less projects? Did you have, did you get more? And what do you think is the effect of the Corona crisis on the industry of in general i actually have more projects for some reason i don't know if it's linked uh, with coronavirus but uh, i'm i'm very busy with work now i uh, for just for now game dev game dev is a lucky industry that have um, a lot of purchases of games and they're growing 
uh, in this uh, chaos. But we, we don't know what will be next. Maybe it's temporary thing and it will change into completely different thing. But yeah, g- game dev is, is in a good position. Uh, film industry is in a worse position because you need to do shooting and uh, it it all was canceling uh, was cancelled mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of projects i guess stopped but it's it's hard to predict how it will go maybe it will recover very quickly after everything will be over so it's it's hard to give some predictions but for me like i was working uh, same way uh, uh, how i work now what changed is i don't go I stay home and I um, don't go to gym. Instead, I try to exercise uh, on the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I do the Uh, same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but good job, you know, like uh, having, um, you know, all of these projects. Congratulations. This is great. But, uh, you know, like, I guess to follow up on that, you're definitely not the only one who's getting more work. Um, Mm. and it's not really rumors. I've been speaking to several artists and several people from the industry and it actually is the time to, uh, finish projects. And I know that some projects are, uh, not postponed. So, um, for in many, many cases, it goes in their own like timeline. And obviously there's a huge positive of the crisis is that many studios go remote or kind of adapt remote work ethics in general should be great yeah yeah maybe if you're considering go switching from studio to freelance maybe it's a good time to do uh, because uh, everything uh, was restructured and there is new spots that are available and they looking for people uh, to quickly fill the gap and maybe it's a really good time to start doing that mm-hmm. and my my hope is that in the future freelance like this uh, crisis uh, will get some improvements to how people live and how uh, because we're breaking one habits and we're bringing uh, in this time another habits and some of their habits we will keep Mm-hmm. Uh, like like uh, remote work will I, I my hope is it will be more the culture of remote work will improve mm-hmm. uh, be, because I'm I'm I have four years of experience freelance and I understand that there's a lot of limits uh, to freelance uh, some 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 things are just better doing the studio mm-hmm. and there's a lot of good sides about student I miss working in the studio um, and there's so something that I lack in freelance is, um, like for me, it's, uh, the problem in freelance, the level of your involvement to the project, how deep you're into it, uh, or you just, because you know, the word freelancer is, a uh, goes from a mercenary. Oh no, I didn't know actually. Uh, uh free, free and Lance. Lance is a spike yeah yeah yeah. and it it was from warriors who were mercenaries and like 
how people see mercenaries like they do a job for you but they uh you don't really trust mercenary yeah okay because, because he's a uh, you're not building uh, long-term connections sometimes uh, be because he will go away at some point and you will hire another one so why bother to mm -hmm. build these connections and i'm f i'm more for switching to remote work that you're building relationships with clients you you know more what they want you're adapting to their needs and you have a lot of back and forth you have uh, you're working with artists who uh, work in house together it's, it's the best situation when you work really closely with artists and you have communicate good communications and sometimes freelancers uh, freelancers have uh have lack of it yeah but again like thank you for saying that i think uh, there is a lot that can be improved from the side of the freelancer but it all requires an extra effort you know what i mean so it's an actually extra effort to force yourself to understand more and to give this extra communication to your client or you can call them a partner uh, on the project basically. yeah and coronavirus is a good uh, way to find these problems and try to solve them so i guess it will naturally evolve into something really better for freelancers okay. Okay, cool. And um, what do you think, what else can be improved in the whole, let's say, freelancer, freelance culture or like remote work culture, specifically in digital art industry? So like game dev and VFX and like CGI in general. So yeah, in terms of mm -hmm. remote work. So you said that communication could be deeper, involvement in like, the projects could be deeper, but what else would you improve? I, I just maybe need to describe how it works in the world sure. uh, with freelance. So the, nowadays there's a lot of outsource studios that do uh, some assets for bigger studio. And there's like, it's very trendy now to create your own studio and uh, we and doing outsource and this is evolving and it, it's interesting to watch uh, how it happens there is something that i have questions about something uh, like one assets is being uh, is breaking down to stages and it gives the client gives us to different studios and uh, in one country you do high poly in another country you do topology low poly in the third country you do texturing nice and yeah it, exactly it, it it works it uh it's how the industry works i don't have suggestions how to improve it because i guess for some people it works well for some people not and yeah it's it's hard to suggest how to improve it i i guess there the system uh, of doing like uh, one theory that I heard that uh, game studios go goes into small teams, very small teams, where only game designers work. The brain of the game is in the studio, and our arts 
all art site is being outsourced to completely different studio and they do all the art. So this studio is only about ideas and plot and uh, game mechanics. And this site is only about art. So this way to divide it is uh, maybe good because it's completely different people working in. Yeah, but like, uh, I, I, I see what you're saying. And uh, but at the moment, you know, like the three countries that do like high poly, low poly and texturing, they don't communicate to each other at all. Like they don't even know that they exist. Yeah. And I think it's a way to evolve remote work that it can be about some piece of managing software that makes life easier to you and makes easier to communicate between parts of uh, between studios. Uh, so I, I'm not telling that people are not doing it right. Sometimes it's just really hard to do it right technically. And some, like, we, we made an appoint appointment with a calendar uh, when we started the uh, uh, yeah. interview. And this really cool calendar that you uh, can... Ah, yeah, the Calendly. Yeah, 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 100%. It's a, it's a really cool tool. Yeah, Calendly yeah, just makes all scheduling easier. Yeah, you, you can automatically schedule time and all time zones will be automatically adapted. Yeah. And this these things like that, they make the life of freelancers easier. And I think technical advancement will really improve uh, the freelancing culture and will improve all this system. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Like um, and small changes, I, small tools. Until I forgot... Uh, I mentioned before, like, don't look at my portfolio. Uh, where I can advise you to look, uh, uh -huh. for example, if you type an extension, outsource, you will find a lot okay. of pages uh, that do exactly what is in demand. Interesting. Love the tip. Uh, a lot of studios, outsource studios, now have uh, extension pages and they post what exactly they do for the client. And if you can keep your quality to level of these works, then you're, you will have a job. You, there will be no problem to find the job. So your goal is to uh, aim to this quality of studio showing their portfolio. And it can de depend on style, like in AAA uh, games, there's one thing that important to achieve in stylized game it can can be completely different things so you can aim for uh, a studio i think that's a great tip actually i've uh, i've realized that i've never done this type of search but uh right after we finish i'm just gonna go to art station and i'm gonna like do this search to just to find out what's there in the market and yeah and there, there's quite a specific things that are in demand uh, i i will always wanted to mention that because people sometimes not realizing that, that like making mm, human bodies, for example, is not not too much in demand in game dev industry uh, because you have scans, you have base meshes that all studio use and it already was done before and you just take it and use it. What's in demand uh, really heavily is a uh, clothing, armor, 
uh, guns. So if you go to this outsource uh, studio pages, you will see it uh, by yourself that if you aim to have a stable income, you you need to ad adapt to this demand. And I a lot of work that I did, it's this uh, armor and is uh, I done a huge amount of this job. And the more experience you have, the more you can go outside and try your own thing and try to persuade the clients that you do this thing good and please hire me for this thing and it works but you can only afford like creating your stuff when you already have certain experience yes well when when you're busy and but you also when you're busy with work but you also have a free time you you can uh continue uh growing continue gather experience and uh, go into the direction there 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 are less demand but you still want to do it and you can try to improve it so like what i said about step by step so you achieve this and then you try if you can achieve next stage this is so cool maria thank you so much this has been really really interesting i think we almost decomposed the beginning of uh, a career of uh, of an artist and uh, you know, like uh, lots of really, really good tips. Um, we actually have a little tradition on the podcast of uh, going through a quick questionnaire of 10 questions. Um, and I'm just about to put you through this experience, just if you're ready. Okay. Yes? Okay. All right, let's do that. So there are 10 questions and uh, you can reply with like, one, two, three words, not like too many, okay? I will try. <laughs> you will try, okay, let's go. So uh, what's your favorite place in the world? If I need to same place, uh, okay, Japan. Japan, why? Okay, cool, amazing. <laughs> um, while you're working, what do you, what are you listening to? Audiobooks, YouTube, a lot of YouTube. A lot of much. YouTube. <laughs> okay. Um, Music is less often, sometimes silence. Okay, lovely. Well, I think audiobooks is the best uh, because you're not seeing the image and it's less destructive. Okay, what's your favorite way to gain inspiration? Mm, maybe too popular answer, like Pinterest. No, actually, that's not a popular answer. Wrong guess, but, <laughs> <laughs> but good tip. Pinterest. But also going from Pinterest to the links that they and they following somewhere else, and it will be can be really cool to go uh, for links of of the pin and go deeper. Okay, down the rabbit hole. I see. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what's your big life goal? Like, First thing I'm, that comes I, to your mind. I, I'm focusing on it right now. Is keep my interest uh, and keep like keep creating all my life okay and it's my goal okay amazing love that uh, what's your favorite drink alcohol doesn't have to be um, any then coffee coffee perfect i was wondering if it's tea <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> all right so what's the first thing that you do in the morning it's chaotic and there's no 
certain thing. I'm quite chaotic freelancer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> chaotic freelancer, Maria. <laughs> Amazing. Um, if you didn't become a digital artist, what would you be? Um, psychologist? I can't say psychologist, but I should also say, like, it's, it's, I think it's not for me, but really? I, okay. I might uh, look for, like, it's a big field. Maybe I will find something. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what's your favorite book? One book? <laughs> you can say, just recommend me one book, yeah. Okay, I will recommend uh, Go On With The Wind. Oh, Go On With The Wind, cool. It's actually on my yeah. to-read list. Yeah, it's a... Uh, despite despite it's old, but yeah. I think how it written is very very good and for more it's it didn't get old at all. I think. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I it's it's actually like literally on my to read list. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, for for this year, I hope it's you know I'm gonna do this. <laughs> all right, like uh, next one. Who are some of your legends? So some people that you follow like admire the most legends for me now i guess simon lee okay cool simon lee we'll put him in the show notes and what are some of the things on your bucket list it's okay just give me one <laughs> okay i can this is very i'm, I'm not sure you can say it as a bucket list like have uh, children oh definitely at some point Definitely, definitely goes on the bucket list, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, perfect. Uh, do you want to drop anything else into the bucket list, or like, uh, if I understand correct, correctly, bucket list is like when you're near death and you're looking back. You... <laughs> well, yes, you might say it is. It's actually a really good explanation. Yeah, something and like you, this. You, you you may regret that you didn't do something. Yeah, and. I, I I guess I take it seriously. Like it's not a funny thing for me. I mean, that's 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 why I mentioned like children that I may really regret if I didn't do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I don't imagine uh, like anything particular more. Okay. Cool. Love that. Okay, Maria. Now that we are done with the ten questions, amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, you know, I, I personally learned huge amount of great small tips that can be a game changer for somebody who's starting. So really appreciate that. You know, thank you. Thank you very much. That was uh, really productive. And uh, um, guys, I'm putting the links uh, to things that we mentioned just here in the show notes if you're watching this video. And if you're listening to this in the audio format, there are show notes on our website. And uh, just look for Maria Pinfolo episode just there. Well, yeah. Anyway, bye-bye, Maria. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you guys for listening and for your patience. There is a little surprise in the end today. Maria actually shared a 50% discount to her Gumroad tutorial that is about animal sculpting. And if you guys want to dig deeper into animal sculpting, I'm going to leave a note here in the video description if you're watching this on YouTube or on our blog on artheroes.co uh, with the link you can get 50% off Maria's tutorial it's huge 
seriously, it's over 12 hours of video, so you will definitely learn a lot. Thank you guys again for being here and see you next week. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero. Mm-hmm.